Hemshech Hayim Beis, Volume 1, in the middle of Discourse 16, Kisovei, Chapter 62. So the last two chapters from the beginning of this discourse, after establishing that transcendence is also within existence everywhere, except it's concealed, he established that there are two primary makifim klolim. One is the desire, the rotsun kloli and the makif, the transcendent that is before the tzimtzum. We call that tahiri law. And then there's the rotsun kloli, the all-encompassing desire that is a snapshot, a picture of the entire structure of existence, of all time and space, in the world called Adam Kadman, the primordial or the primal man, which is that snapshot. And this is Tehira Tata, either the lower purity, the higher purity, or the lower shining and the higher shining. Depends how we did, did, uh, translate the word Tehira. And when the discussion now, in the midst of the discussion, what is the difference between these Makifim and what is their impact on this, on our existence? So he's not even gone to Tehira law yet. We've not addressed the higher Makif which is the desire in the hidden, ten hidden spheres that where God envisions existence before the tzimtzum. We're talking now, we began to discuss what is the impact of Ak, or Tehira Tata, the Ruts and Kloli, this all-encompassing desire for the structure, it's all in one snapshot, what is its impact? So in chapter 60 and 61, he's discussed so far three different impacts that Adam Kadman has on us. The first was based on the verse, based on the prayer when we say, meaning that Ak, because it's the first entity that emerges after the Tzimtzum, it's extremely sensitive and sensitized to the divine. So it has a bitl. And because it's the all-encompassing picture of all of existence, that bitl is also part of, affects all of existence. However, it's concealed. But that's an impact. Had it not existed, existence would not had Ak not have had we not had the world of Ak, we would not have the potential even for such bittel. The world would be essentially disconnected. So now we have it concealed, and it's in a way that's detached, which is that's why it allows for free will. It doesn't affect us in a conscious way, but it's there you can say unconsciously in existence. This bittel, and the only way it does seep in at the end of the chapter sixty, he said is. Through the fact that he says that um, the fact that we have life, life means that there's a little bitl because a keli that has no bitl would not be able to receive at all energy. The fact that we receive energy, just even on the, on the most basic level of pure life, means that we have something that is receptive to the divine. Even clippers have that. So though on a conscious level we don't feel the whole full subjugation and bittal and that surrender and suspension of self to the higher presence is concealed even though Ak, uh, even though Ak is transmitting it to us to the point that we can even defy God's will but something seeps in. That's about all of existence. In chapter 61, he said, that now according to the Lakuta Teres Azriah, explains that within the souls of Israel there's an additional element that comes from Adam Kadman from this level 
and that is their bittel of the of the of what he calls the hidden love, kolsa nafshe kala, basically that ability to go on mesiris nefesh, which is to give one's life because of one's connection to the source. We're not yet taught, we're not discussing. He makes very clear in the parentheses the essential connection of a soul to its um, to God to the essence of the divine. We're talking within existence, within ak, within the structure. There's a um, a a, a bitl expression. Let's use the exact words. That's the super rational connection, faith. That's makif. It's not. We're not talking about permeating. We're not talking internalized. Intellectually or emotionally, it's makif, and this comes from this level mazlayu chazi, as he says, the mazel sees, and even higher than that. The faith is even higher than that, and it's an all equalizer, as we spoke earlier. If you recall, the difference between makif and primi, like the difference between Eir and shefa, and the difference between rotsin and keiches. All those things, the difference between transcendence and immanence is similar to the difference between light or energy and shefa, the flow of transmission, and the difference between desire and faculties, the three key differences. One is that it's a transmission of substance in the shefa, and oh, there's no substance. Two, it doesn't impact the source, and three, it doesn't require effort. But also from that came out was the equalizer. Desire equalizes everything. Oh, equalizes everything. Because it does, since it's not reckoning with the particular containers of a student, like Shefa does, so air is an equalizer. What is it, Naveda? In this chapter, he's basically explaining it's Amuna, faith. It's an all equalizer. And that comes from Akif, from the Makif of Atik. So here we have the manifestation of what we discussed earlier, so called theoretically, is now where does it express itself? It expresses itself in the all equalizing faith. <coughs> And then he says, and another Yeshlem, a third thing, that this is also the source of where in each one of the soul, souls of Israel you have the Kabbalah's El Malchus Shamayim, Agdomus Nasil Anishma, which is the general acceptance, not just of an individual desire of God's, but the Balharotzen, the Bittl to the Balharotzen, everything. So it's a total Bittl to the, to the source, which is higher than. Kabbalah Sel Mitzvahs, which is a particular bit to each particular mitzvah in the specific details. So here too we see the second, the other thing of Makif. Besides being an equalizer, we also see that there is a. Um, um, well, actually, this is also equalizer, but one more element here that that can rotsen. We spoke of rotsen. It doesn't matter. The rotsen is just a reflection of the source. It's not relevant the place where it's being transmitted to. So here too, this type of Eved is someone who's completely bottled to whatever the source says. So we have here also the element of Ur as opposed to Shefa. Shefa reckons and has to consider and tailor itself to each particular destination. Ur is in a sense indifferent to that. So here too, this Bittal is, is a Bittal that besides it's an equalizer, it also has that element that all it cares about is the reflection and the, 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 the expression of the source. So we see now in Avedi here too, this is the second thing. And this is the third thing. So Ak has the impact on the entire existence, the bitl that's concealed. And the minimum that goes through is the, that we're a keli for divine life. We're a container for that. 
there's the effect on Amuna, faith, and now Kabbalah Sail, this service, the, the Eved that's completely dedicated. And he makes a point that this Kabbalah Sail is not about hardship and being compelled and forced, which interestingly also mirrors somewhat. If you recall earlier, we said that the example of the sun is not a good example for light, a divine light, because it's, it's not willing, it's compelled. So here too, Kabbalah Sail hints to the same thing, that, that this type of thing is not compelled, it's not forced upon. You know, we spoke about Rotson imposes itself on all the faculties. Here, this has come because he's completely dedicated, willingly, to the source, to the divine, this Evid. And that's why there's a simcha in it and a pleasure. They spoke about the two levels. Not, not a joy because of what he's drawing down, what, what the, of the, because of the function. Like a shefa, there's a function purpose. Here, the, 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 not a joy because what he's getting from it and what the worlds are getting from it, by him serving the divine. But the only thing is, the 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 the, 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 the and simcha, that the, the, the high, divine desire is being fulfilled. And then on a higher level, he has pleasure from the pleasure of the master, which is even higher. So, so what's, why is it called Kabbalah Sail? It's called Kabbalah Sail because even if, even, if it's his, even if it doesn't go according to his desires, the servants, he still does it because he's completely dedicated. So even if it's difficult for me, he does it. But it's not because this is someone is imposing itself. It's a willing thing. It's coming with Simcha. And it's part of a higher process, but it's a complete dedication. That's the point. It's complete dedication. It's That's the focus here. So we have here this third impact of Ak that he's spoken about. So we have the, the Bittl, general of the whole entire existence and the life that comes through that. You have Amuna and you have Kabbalah Sail to the Baal Harotzen, to the source of all Ritzenus. And this is what is all rooted in Ak. Ak is called Raivid, the Koragan, the Rotson of all Rotson. Desire of all desire. And that is the root of this Kabbalah sale within each person. Okay. So now we continue on in chapter 62. 62. Page Kufta Zion, one sixteen. So the call zero who be makiv the ak. All this is the makiv. Is about is Bemakif is, is discussing the Makif of Ak. As I just summed up, that Ak, which is a Makif Kloli, I just saw a language from the, the Tzemach Tzedek writes. Interesting the expression. Tzemach Tzedek is a very classic mimer. I would recommend it, highly recommend it to learn it, because it's like one of those few that give the picture, the map of the whole structure. Called, it's known as Drush Gimel Mini Adam, meaning the Drush about the three types of Adam, the three types of uh, called the, uh, the Adam literally means humans, but really the three structures: Adam the Bria, Adam the Yitzira, Adam the, the, the Asiya, which is from Eitz Chaim. That there's three types of Adam. 
So it's printed today in Eirat Teir in Yonim, page 77 and on. Very fundamental drush that's cited many places in Chassidus, Ayim Beis as well. And uh, so there he uses an expression when he speaks about Ak. It's very, very, the Samach Tzedek, you know, it's very, the precision of the Samach Tzedek is everything, the language of the Alter Rebbe. He traces everything to the sources of the Alter Rebbe, which is unbelievable. Exactly when it was said, what year. He's, he's the one that makes contradictions. He'll say that in the summer of, of, of 68, the Alter Rebbe said like this. In the summer of 65, he said otherwise. Remember, 68 and 65 then, we're talking about 5565, 5568. The Mitle Rebbe basically is, is Bina of Chachma, and he just elaborates on the on the points that the Alter Rebbe makes. It's some that grounds it back in the sources. Everything is very precise. It would be fascinating to create such a map of Chassidus from the Alter Rebbe all the way to us, which I'm working on actually while we're doing this, simultaneous to this work. So, so um, I've been referring to things. So he says an exa- He says when he speaks about Ak, it's just interesting. The expression was just an interesting expression. He says like this. Uh, let me find it. I think it's chapter five or six. Oh, okay, it says like this. Uh, I'll tell you to by heart, and then hopefully I find it inside here. He says that the Alter Rebbe would say that the Magid would say very often that Ak is an air klali. That was like, like a chirush from the Magid. I just want to read that. Oh, here we go. air Kain Omer Rabbeinu Hagadol Nishmos Eid B'Shem Harav Hamagid the Mezirich Nishmos Eid Shei Maragle B'Pumei the Pchinas Aku Er Klali. So when there's such a statement, it's like a strong statement. It's like he says that's how the Alter Rebbe said the name of the Magid. Maragle B'Pumei was he was it was it was Maragle B'Pumei means it was a convention convention it would be a a common expression that he would say Maragle B'Pumei meaning Maragle meaning. The pum in his mouth was this that ak is er klali, and then he says v'chei matzasi that some Hasidic writes gam came b'pirush l'talmid that Rabbi Yisrael Sarug talmid Arizal. Remember, I spoke about Yisrael Sarug, was another student of the Arizal that was, so to speak, he he he's, he revealed different aspects of Kisra Arizal that Rabbi Chaim Vital did not. But that's an expression. This is a type of precision. So you have the word er klali is something the Magid would say often. And the Tzamaq Tzadik occurred from the Alter Rebbe that what way. Remember, first of all, even if you knew it from the general picture, when you hear it straight from the Maggot saying it many times in the Alter Rebbe, that already gives you... Secondly, when you learn it in Eitz Chaim, it talks about Ak, it can be explained many ways. It's very, very technical in Kabbalah. Kabbalah doesn't give examples. Like the example that I've been using is an example from the Alter Rebbe. 
envisioning building a house. I mean, I've been using art, but it's the same idea. The art cultural reaction is house. Yeah, not, bias. Not a piece, not a yeah, bias. Yeah, art is used elsewhere. It's not like uh, I'm just saying. It's the idea that you envision because a house is more fitting because you're talking about a structure of existence. It's more than just a painting. It's just painting, I think, is more contemporary and a little easier to relate to because it's more specific, whatever. And it's also the art of existence. You know, it's a, the, the poetry of, the, of, of this world. But, but the point is that... He, so, so that was not saying Eitz Chaim, that type of muscle. So that muscle, then you have to bring out, okay, so what are you envisioning when you envision the house? You envision this Er Kloli. So, yeah, and then he makes, in this mimer that someone said, he, makes, he explains Er Kloli in depth and detail what that means. But it's very relevant to our discussion here because... <laughs> yeah, because he keeps referring back to it. So so bottom line is, it just helps tremendously when you see something like that. You go back to Ayin Beis, because Ayin Beis, the Rebbe Shab, of course, learned this. Not only did he learn it, he refers to it from here to here, from time to time. So the whole idea of Ak... Is, is, so we've talked about the influence of Ak, the three impacts of Ak, which, as I said, the first one is our all of existence. There's a fundamental unconscious bitl in existence. You know, it's great to know this, that existence has in it the bitl of ak. However, it's completely concealed, which is why we have free will, and it doesn't affect us in any direct way. The only impact it was that we are a keli for something. The fact that we are a container for life means there's something. You cannot be a container if you don't have some bitl. So as much as the world, let's say, you could have an atheist or someone completely defies God, but you know something? He's alive. That means something inside of him is receiving divine energy. Even while he's saying, I don't believe in God. It's almost like the American Declaration of Independence gives the right even to an atheist to say what he says because everyone has freedom of speech. So it's like God is giving you life and saying, while I'm giving you life, I'm allowing you to say something which completely denies my existence. But the life that you're alive means that you're alien to something. Then in the last chapter, he added two things, the effect of Ak on the Shamas Yisrael. So you could say chapter 60 is the effect of Ak on the entire world. You want to talk Mashiach, Dick, you can say, say the potential of the world to have Bittl Telekos is from Ak. The Kol Kaima, like you said, the whole entire upright structure is bottle, but it's concealed. And in the last chapter, you could say what he says in the Rambam, that the whole world will be dedicated to learning that the entire world. And then it says, Shamas Jews will be Chachamim Gdelim, will be greater scholars, and so on. So you could say, I'm just using my own application. The last chapter was the effect of Ak and the Shamas Yisrael specifically. That they have a particular Amunah that is Lamaila Metam super rational faith, which expresses itself in that ability to go on Kiddush Hashem without any, even someone who has no qualities, Puse Erech. How do I translate Chuseirik? Someone of the lowest, uh, the sub, this, the, this, the, the sub, uh, no, God forbid, subhuman? I never used such a word on a human being. Um, what's called the, like, beyond the stratosphere, below the stratosphere, you know. Like, anyway, Chuseirik meaning someone without any, uh, the, the, the low stature, you know, and uh, even Amaratsim. And the second thing was Nasev Anishma, the ability to proceed the complete bittal of the servant, completely just dedicated to what the Baal Haratzin, the one who owns, the, the, the master of the will, of all desires wants. So now he's continuing in chapter 62. 
All this is the makif avak. Remember, we still have to talk about the makif before the tzimtzum. Tehiri Allah. The makom makim yeshle shaykhis ala'ilmas. Because after all, or makom makim, nevertheless, even if it's a makif, nevertheless, it has a relationship with the world. Hagam shuhu b'pchim is makif harachik. Even though it's a distant, uh, transcendent force. Because we said, you know, it's a snapshot. It encompasses all time and space. So it's very distant in a way and very detached. The word distant here means detached from the day-to-day realities of our lives. So it encompasses it all, but we have no, we don't connect to it. Nevertheless, it has a relationship with us. And that's why from there is transmitted some reflection, some revelation in the soul, in souls, in the souls. Now he's going to Tehiri Allah, the higher purity or the higher shining. That just make that just to make to make sure that we have ground where we're focused, we're um, we're grounded here. Tehiri Allah is just another name for Atzilus the Klolos, for the ten hidden spheres, for Shir Atzmei Bekayach, that God envisioning the image of existence. All that is this level of Tehiri Allah. It becomes the Eagle Hagodel, it's the big circle that remains. After the tzimtzum, all that's part of Tehiri Allah. One, there's no, there's no tzimtzum in Tehiri Allah. Tehiri Allah is just within the divine. All of existence. But one, one, there's an existence. One is, I already explained this five times. One is, one is an actual piece of art. Ak is a world. That's not a world. There's no spheres there. There's nothing. It's pure God, godly energy. And all, I, you just said all of existence. That's what all of existence is envisioned there. God allocates Himself, but remember, Esosphere Sagnus is there's no spheres. It's just a word we use. It's complete. It's it's all part of the divine. It's like a divine mind that just envisions. Ak is a, there was a Simpson. Ak is a world. It's called Elam Ak. It's called Elam de Bria. It's actually called Bria. So you're talking about now the artist has put it into one snapshot. It's like a blueprint. A blueprint, a physical blueprint, is not the same as the as the envisioning in the mind of the artist. That's that's a, that's a simple explanation. There are many explanations. So I mean, you have to understand. Well, let me ask you: What's the difference between before the symptom and after the symptom? Forget about all these levels. You know any idea? So symptom means nothing to you. The symptom, the big chiddush of the Arizal, that is a symptom. Does it do anything in your mind? No, but, but let's say there was no symptom. Think of it: there. there's no symptom. What would we, what would exist? What do you think? Exactly, there would be no existence. So nothing, nothing could be fulfilled. The symptom is the logical. Remember, God can do anything He wants. But the, whatever the symptom, so whatever the symptom does is that's what makes the impact and difference between before the symptom and after the symptom. The symptom is such a critical component. The Chassidus makes it a chiddush of the result, even though the truth is it says it before, but it's hinted to. And without it, all uh, everything falls apart from a logical point of view. You can't reach the divine without the tzimtzum, because then what happens is the only way you can reach the divine is a diminished form of the divine. How could you read Atmos? The tzimtzum actually creates the connection, because it gives us the it gives us the experience that there's a big jump going on, a quantum leap. Now the tzimtzum essentially leaves nothing. Even there's no kav. Nothing remains after the symptom besides the reshimu. There's some residue, some impression. So whatever is envisioned in the divine essence 
has no cannot, cannot uh, emerge in any possible way without the tzimtzum. So whatever, so ak is what emerges from the take tahiri law and put a tzimtzum and you have tahiri tata. Which is which is the or klali. Uh, it's still the or klali, but now right, right, right. But now, but now it's in a post tzimtzum state. So you can you know what you can call it is independent consciousness. You want to have electrical expressions? Before the Tzimtzum, you'd say there's no independent consciousness. The only consciousness is divine consciousness. But in divine consciousness, there's a consciousness of existence, there's a consciousness higher than existence, and all the levels we spoke about. But for, for the big sort of called independent consciousness of an entity, that is what happens right after the Tzimtzum. And Ak is the first entity that emerges. The Kav creates Ak. So Ak would be. Remember we spoke about that, uh, that any creation, any production has, number one, a vision, then an outline, fleshing it out, and then you finish the product. Everyone, you know, any business plan, you know, starts with a concept. You get an outline, which is Bria, Yitzira is, is fleshing it out, and Asiya is the final product. Everything has to go through those stages. So Atsilas, the close, macrocosmic Atsilas is God's vision of existence. Ak, is Bria the Kolos, is the first outline. Is the outline. Is the outline. It includes everything in it. Okay. Yeah. And Ak is the first so-called manifestation of an outline based on the vision. But it's still an outline. It's still a Kolos. So he's saying, at the end of the day, the question is, is, is a legitimate question. And the truth is we have to get away beyond the mathematics here. We really have to be able to relate to, that's why I'm using the simple examples that we're giving here. If you're able to dissect it inside of a person, think think of the step. You know, when you have an idea and you don't yet have an outline. What do you have? The idea is still amorphous. In many ways, you may not even be able to make an outline yet because you don't have it defined yet. But that step, when you come from there to the outline, the outline is the excellent step. I know, I know the relief. When you get it on outline, you know that you, at least I got it out of my system, so to speak. You know, you got it on paper, someone else can see now at least the basic structure and the basic s- snapshot. It's the first thing, if, you, if you're running a company, you're running an organization, and you want to send a memo to someone, we want to initiate a whole new project. So the memo is a short memo. But you've gotten out from your vision or from your concept, you got it on paper that someone who can look at it says, ah, I get it. Now we got to flesh it out. Now we got to create. So Ak is that so-called God's memo from Tahiri Law. It's the memo to existence. This is what I want. It's been put down. As a matter of fact, the mimer that chapter 659 is based on, if you remember I said, it's based on a mimer from the Alter Rebbe in Kisisa Tovkuf Samachai. That's the main thrust of the mimer. Stakel Baraisa or Alma. What does it mean? God looks in the Torah and creates the world. The Torah is his memo. That he wrote to himself. Now, why do you have to write it? Because not for, obviously not for himself. It's for us. Because the next statement is that same thing is when we look in Torah, we kayim alma. We, we we preserve the world. In other words, he he put into Torah a picture of what he wants. Torah is God's uh, so-called cat scan of God's mind about existence, and maybe be, and also obviously includes beyond existence. But it's a. Then he says, "Oh, yehi er, yehi er." He looks in the memo, it says, and then it comes into Vahir. So, so basically, the artist has now put it down in some, it's committed, committed it, committed. 
he committed to commit something. He committed it to some type of called can call it a document. You call it an entity, Ak. And Ak becomes the, the place where you keep going back to to take everything in existence. Huh? The blueprint, absolutely. This is the essential thing that the Alter Rebbe said, Tovkov Samachay, that Samach Tzedek, the Mittler Rebbe, Samach Tzedek, develop it. And I am is taking it further. So really to appreciate these chapters, you have to really learn those Mamarim. Because then you really see what the Alter Rebbe established, you see how they how it's developed. I mean, I'm sure you can do, the whole Iron Base you could do this, but this I see clearly, this, I, you could trace it. You literally see how it, it developed. Which one is the first one, the Alter Rebbe's? You wrote it down yesterday. Tavkuf Samachay, Pasha Kisisa. You look at all your notes that you write down, huh? You haven't organized? Okay. So now he's going to, back to Tahiri Law. So he says, at the end of the day, Ak, so this is, so now we got it. So Ak on one hand, if you ask, is how close is it to existence? Pretty far. You know, someone looks at a blueprint, it's a far, far cry from a building. They actually see, you know. So on one hand, like he says, it's makif harochik, but it's shaykes ala elmas. That's why from there you have some ha'ara, something emanates, because this is the key thing. When it comes to the blueprint, the example I was giving, the blueprint and the building, the only thing that it's important is to give you God, it guides you. But, you know, a blueprint doesn't have, it's not a divine entity, the example, human example. In our case, the, the divine blueprint actually emanates and transmits powers into existence. I mean, it's the same is true also when you're building. You go back to the blueprint, so you, it gives you the clarity. But here, it actually, Ak is also sending us the power of Bittal. If you really think about it, if we were able to look at our existence, if you were able to see it, you, how, what do I look like in God's mind? If you thought that way, you'd have a lot more bitl, obviously. You know. So, so in a way, like Rosh Hashanah, when everything goes back to that skir achas, the gods envisioning it, you and I exist. We're a piece of the art. We're a part of the structure. So, like he said, everything in time and space is in there. Even the turning of a leaf, the expression hayemim, is also machshava hakdumeda ak in that original primordial thought of ak. So, in general, that, that ak is impacting us. It's not just a detached blueprint. That's the key. The impact you spoke, spoke about, the impact of the bittel, the, 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 the amun of faith, and the nas of anishma, the bittel to, uh, to uh, the, the bal haratzen. Do we say that you made so, a statement that when the, uh, the Ebershu makes this blueprint, the ach, ach. ach um, that it's for us, for the for the for the creation, for the uh, for the um, for the creation, but it doesn't affect the Abraham. Didn't you just say that a few minutes ago that the uh, I, I said that he if you talk on his own, he doesn't need a blueprint, doesn't need anything. Don't we don't we say that when somebody puts a writer, somebody write a memo or um, puts out a blueprint, the actual procedure of going through that. It actually has an effect on the architect himself. Is that he will adjust the process? Yeah, 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 yeah. Organizing your thoughts, it affects the the architect himself. So do we say that there is an effect, so to speak, in that? In two, the one level, yes. One level, not. That's the short answer. To explain it, a few chapters back, this is very important, and, and maybe that's what's 
when the, when the Rebbe Rashab, before he got to this, where we're talking now, Ak, it was, if you call the structure, when he moved over from imminent energy to transcendent energy, the example he was using is Ratzin and Kechis, God's desire and faculties. And he explained maybe ten differences between the two. The ones that are key are that Ratzin impacts but is not impacted. The faculties manifest and they're affected. For example, like he said, when you eat foods that are very like uh, gross or you know crass, coarse, they affect the brain from functioning in a refined way. Then he moved over and said the example on a deeper level, Eir and Shefa. That Shefa impacts the sword, the teacher. The teacher has to apply himself. It's a whole chapter of how much a teacher has to apply himself, how he gets the Eir Chayzer, how he gets wiser, how it sharpens his mind. Whereas an Eir, like sun, the sun gets nothing from shining. Nothing comes back to it. Same thing with the Eir of Chayas HaNefesh, the energy and life of the soul. And in the Nimshal, he used that to explain that the same is with the divine. That the divine has two dimensions. Er mamala, imminent energy, impacts and is impacted. So kavyachal, you could say the way God manifests in existence is an impact. Because it is, it, it's applying itself. As soon as you apply, there's a relationship. When er makif is like er. So it impacts, but is not impacted. So in truth is, and above, you could, you, could, you could say that God has all the qualities. He impacts in a very profound way. And it does not necessarily add to him in the deepest levels. Now, I have to qualify. Here he doesn't say this, but I think in the second volume. Then there's another thing. Atmos wants to be impacted. That's a whole other story. See, a mashpia, when you teach someone, there's no choice. If you're going to teach in the right way, you're going to be impacted. God has a choice. But he chose to want to be involved. So that's where you have to qualify that. Anything above comes by will. That's why he, there was a chapter where he said, Er HaShemesh is not a good example for the divine because the Shemesh doesn't have a choice. It's compelled to shine. And above, the, and he says, that's why he brought the example of the soul. The soul does not compelled to give life. He gave the different proofs because it can conceal itself. Gilgulim, reincarnation. So you have to remember that at the end of the day, Atmos obviously has everything in it. The ability, he has the ability to not be impacted. That, that's natural. He has the, but he has also the ability to choose to be impacted. Be so when we say to be involved, one second, so when we... Huh? Fall in love. Yes, he has the right. So right. Exactly. So we say, let's just, let's just define these words. Nesava Kadosh Baruch God desired... He uses the word taiva. It's interesting. Now, obviously... When God desired, there were no tivus as we know tivus. So let's not apply it to any God forbid to tivus. <laughs> but He chose to use the word tiva, which means the first time tiva ever came into existence was a desire from, of God's. After many, many evolutions, with all the tzimtzumim, we can relate it when we just have this desire, even a lust that's even unhealthy, unholy. This type of super rational or sub rational for us desire. So God used the word. He didn't just use rotza. You know, we have Allah b'ritzene. You have the expression that it arose in his, in his desire. Taiva is far deeper than desire. Which means, we may never understand why. Like it says in Chassidus, we don't know why he nasava, but we know that he did desire. That means in some way, God in his infinite or beyond infinite essence for some chose to have a relationship with existence. 
So, um, all these examples come to help us understand. This brings some especially, and also here, all the mishalim of Ur and all that. It's all coming to teach us sometimes why there's no shinui. See, Hashem There's no shinui, no change in God. But then you have all these mamorim and all the places that seemingly that there's no change. Does he care whether we do a mitzvah? Does he not care? Is he is he indifferent? So you have im matifoba. If you do just tzedakah, what, what effect does it have? Im, uh, you know, all the expressions there. So later in Ayim Beis, and uh, the Rebbe has a Maim Lightiyah Meshakela Tovshinit Beis. The idea where the, the Mukabolim has the question: whether our Aveda is needed above. Is, is it fulfill a need? I remember I was at a conference in, in England myself. They had all the superstars of Chabad. They had Emanuel Shachat, Manus Friedman, Lowenthal, a few others in uh, Cambridge. It was in England. That's when I delivered the wealth, wealth and spirituality thing, by the way. What? I wrote a paper then. Anyway, it was about affluence and, and religion, I think, was the name of the so-called uh, conference. Anyway, the last speaker was Manus Friedman. So each of us spoke. And then, you know, these type of things. You have professors and you have everybody rebutting you and this and this. Which, you know, Professor Dr. Shachat, Emanuel Shachat, he should be well, um, was a great rebutter. And he had, to say, he had something to say on everybody, you know, including me. But uh, I could stand my own, so we dealt with that. But then Manus Friedman spoke. It was like a closing comment. And then Jonathan Sachs, Rabbi Sachs, came and he spoke. It was a, it was a very prestigious conference. It was, very, it was very fascinating, actually. It was great to be with them all. Because they had like you know good minds arguing. It was a uh, three day, two days, three days. How many years? Ago? Oh, fifteen years ago at least. Is that on video? It's not on video. I don't know. Maybe I have to ask Five Fiveish Vogel organizers. But it was very interesting. A lot of things were interesting. That's when I heard the line from a professor. He was there. One of the you know the when they have these conferences, they have actually professors sit in who, who give their comments. He spoke in English. Yeah, in English. It was England. It was in England. It was in London. It was in London. It's Cambridge, actually, Cambridge University. That's where it was on campus. So there was a professor from Israel who was like a sabbatical. He was on in Cambridge for that year. So he told this interesting. I love the story. He said Bialik, you know, Chaim Nachman Bialik was one of the great poets and thinkers and enlightened. But he was a scholar. He happened to be a Torah scholar. Came from Yeshiva world. There's a famous book he gave out, which I have here, which is like a. It's actually like an encyclopedia on. You know, you see him sitting there with Tzvarim without the uh, head covering. Um, um, so anyway, yeah. so listen to this. So he was once, Bialik was once, this guy tells the story, he says once, he was once going to Meir Sha'arim, he was looking for a shul to say Kaddish for his father. So he meets one of the little Yerushalmi boys. And the Yerushalmi boy, he says to the boy in Yiddish, you know, little boy, where's the shul? So the boy says, Ashul is only for Eden, Nishva Goyim. You know? Mind you, they're speaking Yiddish here. So he says, you know, How do you know I'm not Jewish? He says, The guest on a, 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 a couple. So, Bialik, who is very well versed, he says, Kippa Shamayim. The whole heaven is my Kippa. You know, the, the, the heavenly, uh, what is it called? Canopy. So the boy said, Su Grace Ayamaka Fazaklenakop. Whoa. <laughs> for such a small head. That's what this professor said, because he was wearing this yarmulke. He says, I put on a yarmulke here for the honor and honor of the rabbi. 
<laughs> Isn't that a great answer? Huh? Beautiful answer. So, uh, the, the, the truth is... Back the reason, huh? Back, no, no, the reason I'm saying it is because so, so some um, Manishriman spoke last. He didn't really deliver a paper. It was more inspirational. But his main point was that God needs us. He kept saying, God needs us. So, I saw, while Manish was speaking, Manish Shachem was writing, was, you know, writing these very uh, quick notes, you know, you could see very aggressive notes. And then he raised his hand, you know, he pressed the button there, so he's going to rebut him. Which wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, it was like out of place. He, he's speaking inspirational few words. It wasn't like delivering a paper with sources, right? And, you know, you have to know Emmanuel to know this is his style. He rebuts anything. He'll, you know, if you say something from the heart, he'll say, you know. And he went into this whole Maimonidean and Aristotelian discussion how God needs nothing. That this is this new mumbo jumbo of psychobabble of our times, and then God needs nothing, and and then and, and it's to, you know just to make people feel good that as if God needs us, God is complete, we need Him. That's it. Anyway, uh, I get a note literally. Fivers Volga was the moderator of that session, so he writes to me a note. You're going to have to rebut because it can't. That's not, you know that this can't stand. Yeah, right. So I said, so I write back to him. I, you know, little, I said to him, why, why are you giving me this course? Why did you rebut him? He said, I'm a moderator. I can't do that. Anyway, he's calling on me. Right afterwards, pop, my light shines. I got to speak. So I said, I brought from my base. I said, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm by no means a professor nor a doctor, like a Dr. Shachat. Definitely not an expert on philosophy. But my little knowledge of uh, Kabbalah and says that there's actually an argument between Kabbalists about this matter. Does God need us? And the words are, Aveda Tzerech Gaveya, which means, does Gaveya, that which is above, need us, need our Aveda? That's what it means, the Tzerech. Is Aveda Tzerech Gaveya, is there a need in Gaveya for our Aveda? And there's two opinions, and Chassidus reconciles between the two, that in one place it says that God seems indifferent, like I said, Imtzadakta, and so on. And on the other hand, it says that Atzmus, in the place where he's indifferent, he, that's where he desired to make, that it should make a difference, that's what it says. Chelik Zayin in Vayikra, there's a sikh about this also similar. It's like where Tshuva reaches. That the same God that created the structure said, I, I'm giving opportunity for it to change if you do the right Tshuva and stuff like that. It's a similar concept. Not exactly, but the, the idea is that the same place where God is beyond everything, he chose to want. To want. And once he wants, the Rebbe actually has a chiddush that once a place that is so different wants, that desire is far deeper commitment than someone that has no choice. Because if we have to eat, you don't have a choice. It's not like up to you. But imagine you had a choice and then you chose that I want to be there. You're wanting to be there then is even more than someone who's compelled to be there. The Rebbe brings that. Because it comes with that whole intensity of the, the same indifference is now being channeled into that it should make a difference. And I, that's what I said. So I said, so I'm surprised that you know Rabbi Friedman said what he said about need. You want to say you have another opinion? Fine. But to say to just dismiss it, especially if this reconciles. Anyway, that was it. He wanted to rebut what I would. They, they, oh, they, sorry, they, who, sorry. Avoided Tzerach expression. Yeah, yeah, a few hundred people. Students? Students. People, it was open to the public. Yeah. Yeah, it was relevant, of course. No, no, no. No, he wasn't there, I think. Anyway, the point is, the point. One second. And so after that, you know, he wanted, He started raising his hand, and then you know, and the uh, Fabius Vogel said, hey, "Listen, you had your chances. That's it. This is it. it." Ended with what I had to say. 
Uh, then he comes over to me, he started, he went, he went crazy. He said to me, what are you saying? You're not talking the same thing? I said, what are you talking about? says, what are, what are you saying to me? And then he suddenly blurts out, he was wrong in this, let me tell you, because he's very good at the, the mathematical structure of Chassidus. This part, I guess, needs a little more than, a little more imagination, if you, so, so to speak. I'm not trying to, I think he's brilliant, and his, 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 you know, but this, but he said something which, which I really, really, he said to me, you know, this thing of you and the Rebbe, the Rebbe also with this that's what he said. Now, he didn't mean it in a disrespectful way, he meant it academically. So I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, 20 years ago, I wrote an article for the Yiddish Shehem. The Rebbe would edit the English side of the Yiddish Shehem. And I wrote an article exactly about this, Does God Need Us? And I wrote exactly what I said, that it's mumbo-jumbo and all that stuff. And the Rebbe edited. And the Rebbe said, wrote a whole thing to me that I'm going into, uh, I'm, I'm getting into, uh, that I'm nichnasta ben harim gevayim. Which means you, you're going into the big heicha fence, you're going into the big mountains. You're getting into an argument between the big mountains and very subtle matters. And better not to go there, so write a different article. <laughs> really? Yeah. So I, so I said, you have what the Rebbe wrote to you? He said, I never saved it. So they gave it back. So I said, so I said, so I, I feel very good. I'm on the Rebbe's side here. So, you know, I said, what are you putting me in the Rebbe? Maybe the Rebbe had a point. And maybe I'm just repeating the Rebbe's point. <laughs> no, he wrote a different article. He has a rational mind. And the, and, the, and the Rambam Aristotelian mind, the idea of quantum doesn't exist. It's like Einstein saying that God doesn't play dice. Right, exactly. That really is what it comes down wow. to. Does not relate to that idea, huh? Einstein said when he heard the quantum mechanics okay. that there's improbability that God doesn't play dice. There's a defined way, Isaiah. Now, one second. If you go up potato, there is a defined way. There's halacha. A shear is like this. A Pesach is, is exactly this precise time. You can't do it a second later. You can't say, Kol Yochel and God is everywhere all the time so you can do Yom Kippur in the middle of Tisha B'av. It doesn't work that way. But, but, if you go to the source, there is an element that's completely not defined and, and that itself God wants to bring into the picture. And that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I, I wanted to see what the Rebbe, but he said the Rebbe wrote these words, to him, exactly the same words. So I felt very, uh, actually, I mean, by me it's, it's a simple thing. I didn't really need, that. but I'm saying, but the Rebbe wrote it. So clearly, you know, so I said, so what did you do? He said, I didn't write the article. Where's that phrase? Now he had Kabbalah said, the Rebbe told him not to write, he's not going to write an article. He's not going to fight with the Rebbe. But he didn't get it. So this is my name for state of this. Exactly. He, yes. Yes. Now what that means, needs require, obviously it doesn't mean impact like us. We impact each other. But the fact of the matter is, even here, he says, remember he said before, that from the perspective of the transcendent energy, it sees even imminent as not Shefa. He said that clearly. But there must be a perspective where there is seen a Shefa, and even Das Tachten sees, you know, in other words, when you say God, we went to Golos and the Shechina is with us. We say when when we when 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 a person doesn't when a person is hurting it says it hurts it hurts God. You say mateshes kechishal ma'ila va'ata yigdal na koyach adnai. And now you'll make stronger the koyach adnai. All these are seemingly references where there's impact, or even the end of Pasha Breshis where it says God says now I regret what I created I changed my mind. Yes, there is chitas and chumash. No, no, no. 
No, but this is but, but this is a philosophical question. What does it mean? So usually on a childish level, you just say, "Listen, Torah speaks the language of man. All this is not anthropomorphism. It's just an example." But what is it? But, but bottom line is, is there impact or no impact? Obviously, it's not like an impact like us, where we're got, where we're we get diminished or, or something. But there is an element where you say that God in Golas, the, the revelation of the divine will to be with us is not there. It's hidden. So is that hidden only on a superficial level for us? Is anything impact? In other words, Mashiach comes, is there any change in the etzim? It's not, I, I don't say I can explain this in two minutes, but you learn enough, you start being able to envision that it's possible. It's somewhat paradoxical, that's what it comes down to, but it's not, but when I say paradoxical, it doesn't mean it's crazy. It just means you have to relate to a certain paradox element. I'll say one thing, which I also want to say yesterday, in concern of what we discussed. I know it's not directly related to this, but since we're on the topic already, why not? One of the chidushim of the Rebbe, which, in my opinion, is a chidush that really helped, you know, f- uh, what we call tie a knot of a key key issue with what you brought up yesterday. You know, um, and this is, I'll just put it in context of like a contemporary question. You find in general, and people, anyone that is very free spirit. Any Bohemian style person is going to always ask the question: Does God really care if you put on a switch on Shabbos or these details? And you know, this shear, that shear, to the point of such precision. God, you know, it's a spirit thing. Spirituality is beyond details. As long as you connect to the light, that's the bottom line. Okay, so we have the answer. Today we know that the same type of spirit that's beyond everything. You know, take take for example a computer program, or God forbid. In a human body, 75 trillion cells, one mutant cell, one. One dot missing in a computer program, the whole thing doesn't work. In other words, the same divine spirit that's beyond everything, yes, made precision, and precision detail is not just a detail. A detail is part of the whole picture, and everything matters. I mean, that's you know, the basic, one of the basic answers, fine. But it goes deeper than that. It goes deeper than that. Um, so when the Baal Shem Tov came around, so we're told that there was, you know, Jew, the Jewish people were, were getting, were like in a state of hisalfus, like a faint. You know, obviously, if you really think about it, compared to now, that was pretty good. You know, this is the faintest today, with the indifference and the ignorance and the, and the assimilation, etc. But you could say this came for today. Today may be even more important than that. But he was beginning to sense it. The years, the, thousand, the years of Golas had taken their toll. Uh, you know, Jews have become splitting between, as equal the Tamid Chachamim. You know, there's hierarchy. You know, all the different things we hear about. The lack of appreciation of what an Asham is. You know, the Avis Yisrael. The point is, with, uh, however you twist and turn it, you know, no one really fully, I wasn't there. What was going on in the shtetls in the time of the Baal Shem Tov? I would say you probably didn't see apparent everything that we know today in retrospect. But it was the seeds were being planted. And above all, the way I always understood it was, it was the beginning of the modern era. It was exactly when Mendelssohn and when reform was born, when assimilation was beginning to... It's when the emancipation of the Jews started. Basically, Baal came exactly with emancipation, with the new freedoms and the old life that we know as the old shtetl, which obviously in the 20th century became full-blown, that was beginning to change. So Baal is like the Magdim Rafur Lamaka, that Hashem sent to precede the illness with a cure, giving us chassidus. What was chassidus? Chassidus is not a new revelation as in 
Like the, like the Friedrich Rebbe once said to a group of German rabbis. He said, it's like flowers that are engraved in a, in a beam, in a pillar. When you, look, when you stand from a distance, you can't see the flowers. When you get close, you see them. Chassidus shows you the flowers of Yiddishkeit. It's an example the Friedrich Rebbe once gave. It's a beautiful example. Which means he reintroduced or re, uh, not new, but emphasized the things like the power of a neshama, avas Yisrael, simplicity, uh, simcha, all the different things we know about. You know, amuna, hashgacha pratis, everything is a lesson from God, everything is a lesson that in, 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 uh, in Avedis Hashem, etc. So, you could, if it was the Baal Shem Tov alone, you could say the Baal Shem Tov revealed, as Chassidus says, the etzem. That's why he's called Yisrael. Because when someone's in a faint, you call him by name, you awaken him. So you could say the Baal Shem Tov came to awaken the consciousness of Jews that was beginning to go into a slumber. And remember, there were, most Jews were still from then and was scholars and you had Yiddishkeit thriving communities. But physically and spiritually, Jews were very broken in many, many ways. And it was starting to affect them deeply. So he revived. So you could say, so the Baal Shem Tov came to revive the Etzem, as some so-called not Chassidim would say. Okay, that was great. When someone's fainted, you need a Baal Shem Tov. But the rest of us were healthy Jews. We don't need the Baal Shem Tov. You can make that argument. You can go even further. The Baal Shem Tov didn't focus, as you put it, on uh, years of study and Avedah. He focused on, the, on revealing the Etzem in every Jew. Now, had, had there been no Magid and no Alter Rebbe, you could say, okay, that's what the Baal Shem Tov came to do, and that was it. The Baal Shem Tov himself was a great scholar and all that. But his focus was to awaken the Etzem. The Giloim were there, they had Torah and they had Ave and Yira on the outer level, but the Etzem was missing. That's how we usually understand it. But then, and this is critical, because we come after it all. The Magid, and the, the Alter Rebbe, of course, the main, when you say, you know, he's Miyasad Chassidus HaKlolis, then the Alter Rebbe is Miyasad Chassidus Chabad, what exactly is the relationship between Chassidus Chabad and Chassidus Klos? You know, what is it exactly? So the Rebbe has all the Sikhs, Chayel, they're both the birthday of both of them. The Rebbe always brings from the Hagdom and Tanya, the Askama, from one of the Askamas, it says, He, He, Teres Abal Shemtev. It says, that, you know, Yisrael, he brings there the word Yisrael, he's Mechai Yisrael. Because the Batanya is the Teres Abal Shemtev. And there was a disagreement between the Abalta Rebbe and some of the other students of the Magid about what was the real. Uh, essence of the Baal Shem Tov's teachings. Some said the Alter Rebbe was taking it, turning it rational, turning it into a, into a, and, and, and he's taking away the, the spark of the simcha, of the simplicity, of just dancing, you know, etc. Even Tzadik Bamanasa Yichya. Do you rely on the Tzadik? Do you not rely? And some said the Baal Shem Tov's approach was, yes, you rely on the Tzadik. He's your, he's your channel. The Alter Rebbe's focus is your own Avedah. And the Altarebbe was also in the Baal Shem Tov. Altarebbe wasn't saying a different shit. This he said is the Baal Shem Tov. So the way we understand it is that the, the, the Baal Shem Tov reawakened the spark, the Etzem. But the Etzem is not enough in Yiddishkeit. You have to bring the Etzem into Giluim. You know, to say that it's enough just to go with your spark and not learn every day and not daven. Obviously, a person's not there yet. You still love him and you, you look for every mile and you try to find ways to awaken his, his spark. But you have to now take the spark and channel it into a life. A Yiddishkeit life. Teirah, mitzvahs, Aveda, And that the Alter Rebbe was being taken the etzim of the Baal Shem Tov and bring Mamshech and Chachma bin Adas and in all the Kreichus and Nefesh. So if you want to say, you could say that the Baal Shem Tov is Keser. Here's the connection. Keser. The Alter Rebbe is Chachma. What's the 
The Magid is Atikanarach. Okay. But it's like the Mamutza, right? So you could say the Bashamtav reawakened the Rots and Kholi, the, 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 what he said here, the the the, 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 the Ak. I'm, I'm just, once, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Once. And the Alter Rebbe, the Middle Rebbe developed Bina further with the Alter Rebbe, the Tzamech Tzedek is Das, and then come the other Rabbeim. The Marash is Netzach, the Rebbe Rashab is Hoid, the Friedrich Rebbe is Yisod, the Rebbe is Malchus. That's how we, Chesed Gvur Tiferes are not mentioned in this context. So Netzach Hoid Yisod is essentially Chesed Gvur Tiferes on a more actualized level. That's how, the point being is that they took the Keser, that the Baal Shem Tov reawakened and brought now into the Giluim. So just to use a classic example of this, uh, the Baal Shem Tov example of Tefillah Lo'ani, Nafshi Kiyatif, you know, Lefnei Hashem Yishpach Sichi, the famous example that two people were invited to see a king. One was a aristocrat, educated, literate person. Another person was a uh, was a was a pauper, ignorant. Um, illiterate and so on. The first comes the aristocrat, the, the educated one. He goes into the palace. He sees the kids, king's collections of literature and art and music. He's enamored, so he ends up stuck watching it all, and he misses his appointment. I'm not gotcha. no, 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 no. All of us have that dimension. You get enamored by the majesty. The second one, the, the pauper, comes in. And he doesn't appreciate any of this. So he walks right through all those chambers. He's completely oblivious. He goes right into the king. Spends his time. He pours out his soul to God. To God. And uh, so Baal Shem Tov says, Tfilani, when you stand before God, suspend all your sophistication and just stand naked in front of God. And then ask for everything. And then God will bless you with the wisdom and appreciation of all his... It's like why we don't focus, even though in Zehar... You have talk about the stars, and you have even talk about reading a palm or a face. We don't focus because these are stations. You don't get caught up in the in, in God's uh, uh, in God's uh, what's called paintings. You want God Himself, like the Alter Rebbe said. I don't want Ganeden, but straight to the source. So you can take from this the pshat. Okay, so the Alter the Baal Shem Tov is focusing on the etzem, and the Alter Rebbe. Is saying, okay, now bring that back out into the art, into the literature, and the music. You know, in other words, appreciation. There comes the Rebbe, and the Rebbe was mechadish something. I can tell you exactly where it is. Vayigash chelik hey It's one of the biggest chedushim of the Rebbe in Chassidus. About this exactly this. The Rebbe doesn't speak about Balsham to the Rebbe. That's my connection. But you'll see how powerful what the Rebbe said. The Rebbe asked a question. It's negate to everything we're discussing here. Question is, it says in the Mishnah. This is actually a question from the Rebbe Kocha, but the Rebbe takes it even further. Um, well, before the, the Rebbe's question is like this: Before the Kocha, the Rebbe asks, Mashiach comes. Is this only for us, or also for God? You could say, from God's perspective, Golos is preferable because He has Mashiach Nefesh. We have all the challenges, the darkness, the deepest light, the darkness. Mashiach is because, hey, you did the work, you need a reward. People don't understand. We, we don't relate to darkness. When God has nachas from our mesiris nefesh, it's not exactly meaning we're getting pleasure. It means He has pleasure from our lack of pleasure. So, so is Mashiach just a, a candy being thrown to a child, but the but 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 God doesn't need it, which would be very weird. That the whole goal is just for us and not for, you know. So the Rebbe answers like this. It says in the Mishnah, achas. This is the second sicha vayigash. 
one of the first sikhs we all learned, one of the fundamentals. He says, so we know the mission, right? One hour of tshuva, maizim, tevim in this world is yoffa, is more pleasant or more beautiful, not more pleasant, more beautiful, more powerful, than all, from all the life in the world to come. Think of that statement. One hour of work in this world is more than all that. But then the Mishnah continues. It says, Yafa Shah Ruach. One hour of pleasure, satisfaction in the world to come is worth more than all the pleasures of this world. So seemingly there's a contradiction here. Seemingly. So the Rabbi Marash answers, the difference is, which Nachas Ruach? If you talk about Nachas Ruach, Nivra, our pleasure, this world is, 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 is nothing compared to the pleasure in Elam Haba. You talk about God's Nachas Ruach, so one hour of our work here is worth more than all the pleasures of Elam Haba. That's the answer. So the Rebbe, the Rebbe says, so what's, so what's second? So it's two different worlds. What God gets most pleasure, we don't. What we get most pleasure, he doesn't. Or it's, 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 uh, it's overshadowed. So what's with Mashiach? And the Rebbe's answer is unbelievable. Simple but extremely profound. He says it's all based on why does God get more pleasure in, in, in Golas, so to speak? Is because the etzim is revealed when the giluyim are concealed. When there's a lot of giluyim, when there's a lot of like the, the story of the Moshe with the Balshamtiv, when the guy is the, the wise guy, he gets stuck with the, the, all the revelations and he misses the appointment. So the Rebbe asks, does that mean is God bound only to be concealed? In other words, the etzim can only be revealed when, when, the, when, when the, the rest is concealed? In other words, when you have a lot of giluyim, is the etzim impossible for it to be revealed? And the Rebbe says, God forbid. If you say that the etzim can only be revealed when everything else is concealed, that itself is limiting the etzim. And it's the gay in the etzim that the etzim also should be revealed. So Mashiach is not just for us. As long as God remains concealed, as much as pleasure as he has in it, there's something lacking, that his revelation is also important in the etzim. The etzim must express itself. That's the Rebbe's Chiddush. So what's the Rebbe really doing? He's saying that the Alter Rebbe's Chiddush didn't come just come and take the etzim, the Baal Shem Tov, and said, let's spread it out. It's Negei in the etzim. If the essence of the Baal Shem Tov does not come into Teirah and Aveda, and in our Chabad and Chagas and our things, even the etzim of Hashem of his awakening is lacking. That's the bottom line. Now that doesn't mean that there is no etzim in everything. The point is, in other words, it's not sufficient to just say that let's, t- let's touch the, the essence of everything. When Mashiach comes, there's a pasuk that says the following. Lo yilam du'eid ish A person will not, te- no one will teach each other. Ki kulim Everyone will know me, my essence. Miktanam v'agdelam. The Mictanum, from small to great. To the Rebbe's father, and the Rebbe brings this, asks the question, what's going on here? One won't teach the other, everyone will know me, and then you add, from small to big, but then there's no small and no big. And the Rebbe's answer is, the Rebbe's father's answer, and the Rebbe's answer is, is, is very simple. He says, diversity is not going to change when Mashiach comes. There's still going to be. But everyone's going to be able to see in their containers the essence. But you need to have that the essence is expressed. In other words, Torah and Mitzvah is not just an incidental thing because when you have the etzim, what, what else do you need? It is Negeya in the essence. I'm saying it all back to with the thing with God needing us. That that if God desired, that, 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 in other words, when we are lacking something, if a Jew does not have parnosa, 
and a suffering. Yes, you could say there's an etzem there and you're being tested and, then, and there's the deepest revelations. But there's something that God is lacking as well. And, he, and, and a, a Jew's, the panosa and health and gili that we have is negay also in the etzem, not just as a, a favor for us to serve Hashem. Well, you need to be healthy. No, our health is negay in God's health, so to speak. Just wanted to throw that out. I know it's not so relevant directly here, but okay. So let's continue. This Pasuk of Avodah Zarei Kavoah is from where? Where's the... Avodah Sarkadish. It's not a Pasuk. It's Avodah Sarkadish. In, cha- in volume 2 of Ayim Beis, in the middle of the volume, I don't remember the page. Huh? Avodah Sarkadish. from Ibn Gabai. He's the same Kabbalist that says that if you see God has to have the power of finite as he has the power of infinite. If not, he's missing, he's lacking. Right. It's the same... And let's let's go, go here. The point is, what, what, what maybe it's connected to here is Kesser is Balshemtiv. So, but Kesser has to come into Chabad. The beauty of this is that everything needs everything. It doesn't come. The etzem needs to be expressed. Obviously, Giluim alone without the etzem, you're missing the the, the foundation. The, yeah. the Rebbe once brought a gate to Chai Mushka, the Sicha of the Chov Beishvat. The Rebbe spoke his beautiful thought there. He brought Chaim Mushka. Chaim means life. Mushka means a scent. Right, a fragrance. So he says, when you make a Dira B'tachtenim, you need two things. You need to have the structure. He says, you know, that a man can do well. But you need to have the warmth. You come into a house, it's not just a house, it's not just a home. A home is not just a house. A home has has an ambiance. And the Rebbe says, then the ambiance is not just an external thing. He brings this. He says, the ambiance is negay in the etzem. Because God wants a dir betachtenim, not just a house. He doesn't want just shelter. A dir na'ah. Right, exactly. So the na'ah, when it says, dir na'ah, marchiva daita shal adam, it's also adam elyon. A beautiful home, it says, expands the mind's mind. Also the adam elyon. So even God. Yeah. So look at that sikha. It's a beautiful chav beishvat sikha. It was, uh, what year was it? Nun bey? Nun, huh? Memches was the yard site. No, no, it was not Memches. No, no, it was not Memches. Was it Memtes? No, 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 it was Nun Beis. Nun Beis. The last Chavbe Shvat. Or maybe Nun Aleph. Nun Beis. Yeah. I wrote that sikha. Beautiful sikha. So it's a Chayim Mushke. Like the Gemara says, that a man goes out and, and threshes and, and brings the grain and the woman makes the, makes the challah. So it's not that she's doing some technicality. That's the purpose. That brings it out. Anyway. So, so Keser and the premium. So now let's go back to yeah. So Ak Ak is the rots and Kloli, as we said, is the blueprint. But the higher shining or the higher purity, and that's the eagle hagodl shalifni akav. Remember, the eagle hagodl is what remains after the tzimtzum is the big sphere. You can call it the big bagel, the big bagel. That work. <laughs> Can you define gvul? What is gvul? Everything is relative. Ak has an element of gvul and has an element of einsef. What about atzilus? Is gvul? Remember in, in how many pa- chapters we learned the question whether air is, has gvul or not gvul? After now we're talking now we're going before the tzimtzum. So how is Tiri law after the tzimtzum? No, Tiri law is before the tzimtzum. No, You remember? Somebody, I didn't read that line yet. I'll explain. 
Even though the Sigil Hagodl, which is Lifni Simpson, is a makif to the worlds that are after the Simpson, that's Shabbat. So it goes like this. Remember, Eitz Chaim's language. You have some conscious divine presence that fills everything. Meaning, whatever will arise. Uh, this is not Atmos. We're talking Eirein Sof now. So it's Metzius Nimtza. It's, it's, it's a presence that we can talk, say is present. This consciousness fills everything. Then Olibrit Seine, within this infinite possibilities that the, art, the, the, the artist arose in his will is the level of the Esosphere Sagruzis, Shir Atzmi, he envisioned. It's still all Eirein Sof, Lifni Okay. Then comes the tzimtzum. There's a power that that conceals. So it conceals it all, and all kinds of things happen in that concealing. I'm not going to. He spoke earlier. What happens to the erhablikvul? What happens to the erhagvul? Arishima remains. Okay. Now, what do you have? You have a black hole. I mean, it's not physical, but conceptually, you have a, a space which will become the mokum cholol, mokum pane. Cholomokampani is the language, a hole, an empty space, but you have light all around it. That's now called Eagle Hagodl. So the Eagle Hagodl is essentially what remained from the area of self Sim, some of the lowest levels of it. So Eagle Hagodl is really the sheer Atzma, the God's envisioning. The Eagle Hagodl remains hovering and retains that envision. The sheer Atzma Bekeich is the Eagle Hagodl. That's the point. And it now surrounds everything that comes within. The eagle of Ak is the first eagle that the Kav creates within. So if you really think of it, there's like a circle around the rim of the Cholol, and there's a circle on the inner side, on the inner side of the Cholol. There's a little space. That is the difference between Tirullah and Tirutata. So what he's saying is like this. Makif of Ak, which we discussed, has a relationship with the world, even though it's Makif Harochik. And that's why some reflection and revelation comes into the souls. Tehirilah, which is the Eagle Hagodl Shlifni Hakav, meaning the Eagle Hagodl means the big circle that remained at the end of, after the Tzimtzum, before the Kav transmits and creates the first Tehirilah Tzimtzum. Because remember, there's no Eagle Hagodl before the Tzimtzum. You can't call it Eagle Hagodl. It emerges afterwards. I just said to you, the Eagle Hagodl before the Tzimtzum. You can't, you can't call it Eagle Hagadol because what is it surrounding? Remember, he said before, you can't call it Seviv. All you can say it encompasses everything. You can say in this area and stuff, there's a level that encompasses everything that's going to come later. Okay, but you can't call it an Eagle Hagadol. But the Eagle Hagadol is that level after the Simpson. You could call it an Eagle Hagadol. That's all. It, right. <laughs> exactly. Now it has the surrounding, and it's surrounding everything. He's just saying that it also has a connection, but the, but he's going to but he's now going to explain that it's not the same thing like the connection of Ak. So even though it's also makiv to the elements, it has no relationship with the world. And nothing is transmitted, and does and from there is not transmitted any reflection, illumination. An, an illumination. Before we said Ak. At least send something into this world. The different things he spoke about. The Kabbalah Sayel, the Amuna, the, the Bittal. 
etc. But we still have to say it has to have impact. That's the problem now. So he's going to now he's going to go and discuss what is the impact of this igul agadol because it is there. And his answer is going to be like this. Omnam yedua, however, it's known. It's known that the root of the containers. What time do we have? Do you know? We know that the root of the containers is specifically from the ermaki, from the transcendent energy. Okay. Like it says in Yitzchayim that the creation, the formation of the containers comes through the striking of the Ermakif and the Erpnimi. The tension that's between the two. That's what it says there. We learned this earlier too. But their primary root is from the Ermakif. In other words, even though it says in Yitzchayim it's from a a, the interaction between Ermakif and Erprimi, but its primary root is in, in, the, in the transcendent energy, like it says in Terra'er, in the second beer of Yavil Levush Malchus, that's Megillah Sestra. And that's why a container is round. Because it's rooted in the Ermakif, the eagle, which is round. Like it says elsewhere. Well, the Fizeyesh Lemer. And according to this, we can say that the power of bitl, of the container, that comes from the transcendent energy of the Tehiri law of the big circle, the great sphere of Igal Agadl. So, he's introducing now a new impact. The interesting thing is that a container has no revelation. But it's a container. What makes it able to contain energy? He's saying that's the impact of the Eagle Haggadah. Have you good mushrooms? You know that with children you blow into a bubble thing? So the, the or uh, is you're blowing into it and it's making little round uh, things. Uh, it's shaping little little containers. You blow but this is Erpmakiv, not Erpnimi. No, it's Ormakiv. With the Erpnimi, but the Erpnimi. Your breath. Oh, you mean the hakar? Yeah. You're talking about the striking. I understand. So, bottom line is, look. You know, let me just before we continue, because this can be a little. I don't want this to be esoteric. This is quite practical if you think about it. Every part of existence that we know, as we know, right here, sitting in this room, this table, was created by that source, by God. We all know that dirvetachtenim means that every aspect of existence must be returned to its source. Or mean realigned with its source. Nothing can be remain outside. Nothing. And that's Aravada. So in simple language, like he says in this week's Pasha. Not on bread alone does man live. But in the spark of the divine, or the, the expression of God's words in the so we say so when you take a piece of bread and you say Hamoitzi Barchat Hashem Hamoitzi Lechem Min Haaretz, blessed are you, God, the Melch created the world, the King of the Universe, that you, the one that Hamoitzi Lechem Min Haaretz, you draw out Lechem, you're revealing the spark of the Lechem and saying this is divine. You eat it with the right kavana, you use the strength to a mitzvah to help somebody. You've taken 
matter and turned it into energy. Now the energy, everyone turns it into energy. You turn it into holy energy. Not just energy. Okay, great. So when we talk about transcendence, meaning to bring into a world a higher presence, so there's really two aspects going on here. There's the containers of the world, which is the actual objects and actual physical matter. And then there's the energy within it all. So we talk about the creation of the world. We spoke earlier. The way God creates the world is he takes energy and puts it in containers, chesed, gvura, chokhmah, bina, etc. But what about the reverse process? How do we, how does our avoid the work? So our avoid is to take our hand, which is a keli, align it with chesed of your neshama, and give somebody tzedakah. What you're doing is taking the ir chesed through, through the keli of the klei chesed through the clay of your hand, and it's all being aligned to chesed of Atzilus, the chesed of the Ebishter. You're doing chesed. Make, that's clear? But if you now dissect it and break it down, so there's a few elements here. You have the transcendence that the Ur introduces. Well, I should stop, you know, before the transcendence. Let's talk about the imminence. Just the awareness that I said, that God put this world into place. That God in the morning, that God gives us life. That God gives us parnosa. You know, recognizing God's presence, what's in it for me. Let's talk like that. What's in it for you? Like he said before, there's Naveda, Kabbalah Sale Mitzvahs, not Kabbalah Sale Machu Shemayim. Where you see the benefit that you have from it, you see what you're being mamshik into the world, into yourself. There's a, um, there's a, uh, there's, it's good for you. That is Erpinimi. That's also a level, because you are connecting to a source, you're not just selfish. But it's Alakus on your terms. Then comes transcendence. You're aware there's something beyond you. And therefore you dedicate yourself, not because I get something from it, but because I recognize the truth of that and I put my, everything aside. Or I recognize that I should put everything of myself and dedicate myself to this. That's what he said before from Ak. That gives us the bitl of recognizing the Baal Harat. And I, 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 I lay myself on the ground, prostrate myself completely before you, whatever you want. That's transcendent already, energy. But now comes the keli. What about the container itself? The physical world was created through concealment. Whether it's Er Pnimi or Er Makif, both are revelations. One is a revelation on the terms of the structure, like a mashpia and a makabal. The teacher has given something to the makabal. Okay, fine, that's on my level. And then there's a sense of awe of the divine, the transcendent. Both are revelation. What about the keli themselves? Maybe the keli at the end of the day can't be elevated. All you can do is not be distracted by it. Let's use like the Rambam, the Machlekes of the Rambam, the Ramban. The Asad Lave, they argue, the Rambam says the ultimate reward is the Shamus without Gufim. Yes, it will be a stage that the Guf will get reward, but then everything will revert back, it will be only souls. Why? Because from the Rambam's perspective, a body is inferior to a soul. How could a limited mortal physical body be a container for the real highest levels of Elikus. It can get something, but it can't get the highest. The Ramban says, Achmanides, and the Chassidus Paskins like this, the Alter Rebbe Paskins, and Chassidus, that the ultimate reward is souls and bodies. Why? Because God is not, def- is, not con- is not defined by spirit. Since when is God limited only in the spiritual worlds? There's also godliness. But the question is how? 
the container by definition, the Rambam's argument is a strong argument. A container is, is only a container. It's a concealed entity. It was created through Tzimtzum. Air, whether it's Air Pnimi or Air Makif, imminent or transcendent energy, are both coming from the Kav. They're both revelation. One is a limited revelation. One is an undefined revelation. One is a revelation tailored to the containers. One is a revelation that is beyond the containers. But they're both revelations. But a keli, how could you elevate a keli? So what he's being mechadish here now is saying that's the effect of Tehiri law, the Eagle HaGadl. It, it embedded in the container, as concealed as it is, in its unconscious state, there's a fundamental receptivity, and therefore it can be elevated as well. So there's a transcendence in the container, but obviously it's completely concealed. Whereas, you know, the container is just a, is just a corpse, it's just an inanimate entity. That's what he's adding here. So you have transcendence impacting existence, but in a completely different way. It's, it's, it's the mere fact, for example, that your body is receptive of the soul. Why is your body accepting your soul's energy, for example? Why isn't it, why isn't it rejected? Say, the body is saying, I don't want your energy. I have my own uh, life to live. Just the mere fact that... Uh, that uh, why do we, for example, control a piece of food? Why doesn't it control us? I mean, I'm just giving you examples. I don't know if these are really appropriate examples. The point is, the keli has an element of this type of transcendence. So let's continue. Let's say, Because the imminent energy is manifest and enclosed in a revealed way in the containers. And it impacts... Bittle in the containers. The kalim are fundamentally metzias. They have identity and substance. And the energy, the light, is, is, is substanceless. The only difference is, there's different levels of ayin. In the, 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 yeah, there's different levels, but er, er makif er primi. Because he said earlier that er makif is ayin and er primi is yesh. But bottom line, they're both still ayin. Relatively speaking to the container, all light and energy is a form of lack, le, 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 substanceless. But in general, er in general is ayin, is um, ethereal. Valkena er And that's why the energy, the light, Affects bittel in the containers, sublimates them. Sheyugam came bechinas ayin. That they should also be in a state of ayin. Vayim Ashley is borel come and pay the grace tzadik dal. Let's look later what it says, chapter two, ninety-four. Okay, so we know, fine. We know that a container is a container for erpimi. Take the faculties. The arms, the legs, your eye, your ears, they're not just there. A stone is not a keli for the er the power of vision. It needs to be an eye. It's a, it's a particular type of container. So we know it has bitl. The question is, where does the bitl come from? That's what he's asking here. Or not asking, explaining. The power that the container should have within them, this type of submission, surrendering, to the energy, and, and even more, and moreover, that this bitl should be in such a way that they should become fundamentally 
subjugated. They should be united with the divine infinite light. That comes from the makif of the higher shining, which is the root and source of the containers. Now, trust me, I have some questions here. I just want to bring them to the table yet. My first question is, is Igl HaGodl is the level of Shir Atzmi B'Kayach? He said before, that's the ten spheres in the air, not the Kalim. He's now saying that the root of the containers are also in this Igl HaGodl. So you have to say that Kayach HaGvul, of also the containers, is rooted there. But just for the record, for pages and pages, he was discussing that level and the level of energy, not the level of containers. Now, it's not a contradiction. It just means in that energy, let's put it this way, in, in the artist envisioning, there's two parts. He's envisioning both the energy of existence and the containers of existence. So in other words, the Kayach HaGvul of Atmos also travels through the Eir HaGvul, basically. That's the point. He didn't say that yet, but I'm, sh- but I'm sure this is going to be qualified at some point. Because this was a big subject. Earlier on, this was a big issue. He kept saying the Eir HaGvul that we're talking about, the Gvul in the Eiris, is not the Kayach HaGvul of the Rishimu of the Kalim. He said this very clear. And here he's bringing it back specifically for the containers. This is not a... So the Orso and, 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 and the containers are both... Uh... Uh, uh, they're both in the ten spheres. Uh, yeah, because yeah, 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 absolutely. Right, ten spheres. You're talking about eagle godless. No, no, he's talking about the hidden ten which spheres, which is the eagle. Eagle godless is the ten hidden spheres. Yeah, so it's, it's on that level. Ten hidden spheres. Right. I thought that was. I, th- I thought we talked about the spheres. Uh, Sirius, uh, and the, the is, is higher than it, No, but the eagle, it's the level of the eagle it's, it's that's the level. I told you that's where he envisioned when God envisioned the structure. Yeah, that's that's the ten hidden spheres. Yeah, but the eagle. Uh, no, the eagle Hagadol is what is what is that level? What remains after the Simpson? Right, but the the, the, the and then you said the, the, the in stages happens, but the eagle Hagadol is that. Is the same level of the Esosphere Sagnosis that remains after the Tzimtzum, surrounding all of existence. It's lower as in, as in stages. Yes. Because the Igla Godl is after Tzimtzum effect. Right. Yeah, but, the, but what was the Igla Godl? What does it consist of? It's the Esosphere Sagnosis that were there before. That was in, that was uh, a more revealed form now because it's now. Not you can't even call it revealed. Yet. It's it's makif. It's makif, but uh, it's it's. You can't call it revealed yet. You could just call it surrounded. I wouldn't call it emerging. I would call it what's left. Because it's, 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 a, it's, it's, remember, it's an energy before the symptom. Igal HaGadl is before the... It, um, what is Igal HaGadl? Where is this Igal HaGadl? It's, it's right surrounding the, the, the Chala... Uh, but, but it's connected to Erein Sof. Okay. It's it's right. it's not a there's no detachment. It's right. not like the kav. Eagle right. godly is what remains of the area and right. that surrounds the, the surrounds the halal. Right. So it's a hovering element that's remain. What does it retain? It's the level of the esosphere zagnuzis. It's the last stop. Correct. It's the last stop. It's malchus of ein sof becomes the eagle godly, and from there will come the kav. Okay. So this is the containers. And the bitl, the subjugation or sublimation of the container, reaches deeper than the bitl of the air. 
Why? By Indian who? The Indian of this is Alpi Mashukas of Makamachar, according to what it says elsewhere, Al Maimer Apirka Dirabalazar. On the Maimer, on the expression in the Pirka Dirabalazar is a Medrash. Gaba Ayole Shal Yitzchak, regarding the Isle, um, the ram of Isaac, you know, the. As we know, by, by, by the Akeda. Kid? What? Akeda, by the Akeda, yeah. That after Hashem told Avram do not bring him as the Malach tells Avram do not bring him as an offering, so they see the isle stuck with his branches in the tree, and that's what Avram offered the isle instead of Yitzchak. So what does it say in Pekulah? It says like this: Pasha to Ayelus Yode, the isle, the ram extended its arm, and it touched the talus of Avram Avinu, Olav Shalom. What the Medrash says. What does this mean? Mavurasham, in that place that we're citing, the Avram who pchinas gili hakav. Avram is the kav, the revelation of the the ray and thread of light. Like it says, So how do you translate the word heir? You could say heir. Here's with an ayin, So it says the altik reheir elehoyir. Don't read Heir with an I and read it with an Aleph. Who is a shining? Who's illuminating from Mizrach, from the east? That's the revelation of the Kav. It's rooted in the hidden Teferis. That means the Teferis of the ten hidden spheres. So Avram Avinu is the level of the Kav that's rooted, where does it originate from? From the Teferis of the ten spheres in the Eagle Hagodl, essentially, before the Tzimtz. And what's the talus of Avram? The talish of Avram and the talus of Avram. Who pchinas a eagle hagadol shlifni hakav? That's the eagle hagadol. Vayedeha kedi di Yitzchok. So Avram Avinu is the kav rooted in the ten spheres before in the eagle hagadol and his talus, which surrounds Avram. What surrounds the kav? The eagle hagadol. So the isle now touches that eagle hagadol. So he continues. Through the offering of Yitzchak, through the binding of Yitzchak, which is literally the giving of your body in actuality, that the body becomes a korban, a close, an offering to God. Through that, the, the, the ram extended itself. It touched the, it touched the talus of Ram. In other words, what does the ayel represent? Represents the offering, right? It was in place of Yitzchak. Because of Yitzchak's mysterious nefesh, and this, or, or the, the ability to give of that, the ayel, the ayel touching means through that you touch the eagle hagadol. No, it was mysterious nefesh touches that source. The transcendent energy, the tiriyah law. The hini yaduah, the mysterious aguf magil amayel yesim. The akeda, the mysterious nefesh. The offering, it's the offering. It's the Aveda. It's the Aveda of a human being ready to offer themselves. He's trying to show the Sherish HaKalim is higher than Sherish. The Bitl of the Kalim is higher than the Bitl. By giving your Kalim, by ready to give your body to God, you reach the Makif HaGadl, the Eagle HaGadl. That's what he wants to say. The Ayel is not a level. The Ayel represents the Aveda. The Korban. One second, let me continue. Huh? It has both Oros and Kalim there. He's talking about. He's willing to kill his. It's not only his body, but his aura also. 
No, that's not what no, but not, it's not talking about that, right? Now that's what he's saying here. This is the giving of this. Yeah, but the bitler doesn't reach that. The bitler only reaches, like he said earlier, it only reaches the 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 mark the ta'ak. Talking about the bit love. One second, let, let's. The hiniyadua, the mesiris aguf magil amal yesu mesiris nefesh. Giving of the body reaches deeper and higher than the giving of the soul. Like it says elsewhere in the, in the Indian of Yisalach Chanech, in Breshis, that Chanech went to God, Yisalach Chanech Eselakim, he went, walked with God, and then he ceased to be. What does it mean? It means Chanech, through his Aveda, with his bitl gufit by sublimating his body specifically, he became encompassed in the ayin amiti, in the true ayin amiti of atzmoseide and sof. Right. If you recall, he said that's the level of oir, not shefa. Ayin amiti. So you see from this again that giving of the body reaches that higher level. Yeah. That's what it means that he's That even his body, he went up with his body, like Elio. Yeah. And in general, to give the someone who gives their life with their body specifically reaches far greater and higher than Mr. Snefesh giving that's from the soul itself. And especially with such a sublimation that the, the, of the body, then such a form that it completely gets united with godliness. Like by Chanoich and Elio, that their bodies became divine bodies, not just their souls. We could say this is also the virtue, the quality of offerings. When you bring an offering, you take the flesh. I said, The flesh, and the fat, physical fat, is encompassed in the fire from above. Same thing as a fasting, when you fast. When you fast, the fat and the blood, when you fast and don't eat, you're giving of your fat and of your blood. That that usually is uh, is uh, is feeding and filling itself with food that it should be encompassed in godliness. That's why a tainus is compared to like a carbon because you're actually busy giving of your physical. And that's the, the the virtue of yom kippur with the oppression, the affliction of the body. You fast the five inuyim, the five different things that we so-called deprive our body of. That reaches higher than tshuva, because you're giving not just... Tshuva is your, is your psychological, spiritual return. Here you're actually taking your body and breaking it, and fasting and so on. That reaches higher than tshuva. Like it says elsewhere. He's all the bitl of the kalim. Tshuva is or, and, and, and fasting is kalim. Yeah, yeah. And this bitl of the body that's united with the divine. We can say this reaches the makif akloli. And this is the asid in the future. That will be the revelation of the makif akloli of the eagle of God. 
Like it's known in the thing, that you will praise the name, his name in a machl, in a dance, in a circle. The Shmai, the name is the Kav, like Avram. Or Machal, the circle, is the circle of the big, of the big sphere. That surrounds and encompasses. In the future, there'll be the unification of both levels, Makif and Pnimi. Like it says elsewhere, like it says that the kav, which only went down partially through the black dark hole, the hole of Mokampani, Mashiach comes lasid, the kav will go all the way down to the bottom. The gave of it will touch and be connected and cleave and and, and attach itself by in the big Aiden Safasev of the Eagle Hagodl. So the Kav only goes from the Eagle Hagodl like this. Through our Aveda in this dark hole, the Kav will go to the bottom. So you'll have the whole Eagle now shining everywhere. This way the Eagle Hagodl remains hovering. But once the Kav touches the bottom and the top, basically light is everywhere now, equally. Because there's no longer higher and lower. How could before only go to Ark and stop? Now where the, 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 the tactus of uh, go to the, the Atzillus. Around Atzillus. Around Atzillus? It's different opinions, but there's the Ha'aravak of the Kav. There's this Maimorim that speak about it. Basically, it's called Tachtis, sometimes Malchus. In Tanya, he brings it. So through this, when the Kav goes to the bottom, it says, why can't the Kav go in the beginning to the bottom? If it goes to the bottom, mathematically, you lose the whole Indian of Maila Mata. Because what's high, a circle has no above and below. It's the Kav that makes the gradations. Once the Kav reaches the bottom, which is the top, which is bottom? The bottom is just as powerful as the top if, the, if there's a kav there. There's no kav, so only ray of light, conscious ray of light, is the kav. This is all what con- this is the beer of containers. That's what the containers. The containers bring the makavdik light of the tzimtzum of the igul hagadol. The, the bitl of the neshama only brings the light of ak into existence. You know, the kav gets more powerful through avayd of air, and the and and the and the eagle Hagadl manifests in the whole existence. That's what I said before with the Ramban. That the Ramban says Amesim will be also bodies, because the bitter of the, because 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 when you revive the body, you're also transforming the actual physical existence of this world. That's what he's talking about here. So that's when the gave Adobe himself by and then. Through this, the kavul, through the kavul, have the revelation of the infinite divine light from save of mamish, from the save of that surrounds it all. It's always so but it's now become makir, which is internal. No, no, it will become primi. That's what it means. Yeah, but yeah, but they, 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 they said they said hasobiv umakir. So there's a difference. The makir is the like, no, 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 there's no two separate, separate meanings for the word save of. No, but it's not two levels. It doesn't say such a thing. There's it doesn't say two levels, two concepts. One means surround, one means encompass. Right, they both exactly, are the same. Exactly, So the encompassing would go all the way down. It's always so big, but the encompassing will come all the way down to Olmasia. You could say the surrounding will also come down. We could say the same thing. And look into what it discusses in Yom Tov that's Ranat. And therefore, okay, and that's why there will be the Yisra, the advantage, the future. The, but the body itself will be divine. This is through the revelation of the 
general makif, meaning tehiri law here, and you reach this through the bitl, the subjugation, sublimation, and the unification of the, specifically through the containers. So in other words, that's why I gave the example, why I gave that whole example with the bread and so on. In the refinement of existence, in the refinement there's avayda that comes more like avayda of air. Generally speaking, for example, teirah is more teirah air. Mitzvahs is usually speaking more kalim. That's why mitzvahs are with physical items. Of course, mitzvahs also have kavanas and mitzvahs. And also there are mitzvahs that are more sublime mitzvahs, like avas Hashem, avas Yisrael. But the point being is, generally speaking, there's these things that work with the containers, and there are things that work with it. You need both, obviously. Every mitzvah, kavanas ha mitzvah is er, maisa mitzvah is keli. But generally speaking, the bitl of the, the, the body, of the containers, and there's the bitl of the airs. So the bitl of the airs comes from ak. It's more revealed. Remember, this is not revealed in the containers. You break the container through doing it. You have to fast. You have to offer it. The bitly spoken ak is a revelation. It's a revelation of Kabbalah soil, of Amuna. We're not talking about Amuna here. It's spiritual, and, and but there's a, some type of there's a, an, a there's a conscious experience of it. In Kalim, it's simply the Kali gives itself, either through like akeda, or like he says a carbon, or fasting, or anywhere where the body is giving itself something that the body is. And that reaches into the Makif HaGadl, meaning the Igal HaGadl, the Makif before the Tzimtzum. It's not over yet. He hasn't finished the discussion. He's just establishing. He just spoke about two impacts. Now he brought the impact of the second Makif, the Makif the Igal HaGadl, Tiria Law, on existence. Remember, at the end of the day, Igal HaGadl is still Erha, the root of Erha Mamala. Of, it's not even real Sevev yet, just for the record. This is not true Sevev. This has elements of Sevev. Remember he said, real Sevev, Amiti, is Kedem Alei The real Sevev, the, the ten hidden spheres is the root of, 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 the, of internal energy, not of uh, transcendent energy. But for all practical purposes, this is all transcendent compared to existence because they have in them. Remember, in the previous chapters he said that Er Pnimi is just an expression of the transcendent energy just manifesting that way. So we're talking about the transcendent element in, in, in all of this. Kitzer. Because this is a critical point, because then you say, well, so what's really the difference? What about the bitl of the Erpnimi? What's the difference between bitl of Erpnimi and the Ermakif? No, Erpnimi, I'm talking about what is, what, what is, what is the Erpnimi's impact on existence? Is it only to create? Or also to... The answer is, Erpnimi's impact is that it should be on our terms. All this is not on our terms. This is all Amuna, bitl to the king, to the master... Fasting. What about the slapshus element that it's on our terms? Remember that is not makif, and that's where epidemi comes into play. In other words, you do have to have kabbalas elements. You don't just say shema. You also say v'hayim shemoya. You don't just say nasa. You also have nishma. He's not talking about that, however. Now, I'm just putting it by contrast. That's already where you talk avoid that is that we own. Yeah. That make that more on our terms. Here he's talking everything about how we leave our 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 identities. And identify with something beyond us. Just for the record. We give it up. Huh? We give it up. Right. So this is the transcendent element. Okay. However, now, the level of Tirla, by contrast, or in contrast, 
is the Kayacha Bitl, the, the power of sublimation of the containers. Ushi is Batlu Batsumhusam, and that they should become sublimated in the fundamental fundamentally, Batsumhusam in their essence. The Sher Shakalim Huma Ermakiv, because the root of the containers is from the transcendent energy. And that's why giving of the body specifically reaches Then through the Kav we'll have the Gili of the revelation of the big sphere that precedes the Kav. The body itself will be divine. This needs more explanation. I will I'll do that, too, but basically he's fulfilling the picture. So, remember, Er Pnimi is related to our terms. This is all Er Makif. This is all the impact of Er Makif, not the impact of Er Pnimi. But, but you ultimately want to have the combination of both. So we'll stop here. We did chapter 62, page 116 and 117.